And one client actually told us, and this was actually at that time a much larger client, and she said, I I like having that firsthand um, connection to the founders because I know if I have something wrong, you guys are going to fix it. Crystal, I'm excited to continue our conversation and now hear more about your journey. Tell me, how did you get to where you are today leading this company, uh, ProSky, for, for six years? I think it's always been a dream of mine to always start my own company. I, I think when I was little, um, I I would tell my parents I actually wanted to start my own bookstore, which is a good thing I didn't. but but I think somewhere along the line I've always wanted to do something of my own to create something of my own Um, working and trying to work and solve the issues of HR within company definitely help you know kind of start that Um, but above and beyond that I think one day I was um, I was just working on a project and a thought just came to me that you know you know you're helping someone else build their company and you're doing a pretty good job at it but maybe it's time for you to just put that on hold and, and start building your own company. Um, so that's how we got started. Um, and I actually started a company with my brother. So he's my co-founder. Um, and we have a great dynamic. So it works really well. I know it doesn't work a lot for many siblings. Um, but we have the kind of relationships where we can totally argue it out. Um, but not have that hard feelings linger. Um, which is great. And so we've been doing this for um, pretty much the past six, almost seven years now together. Um, And initially when we first started, um, it wasn't that smooth sailing because I had started it by myself and then my brother joined in later. He was, he had a job. I had a job. We were bootstrapping this thing. Um, And in fact, I was a mom um, of two toddlers at that time as well. Mm. So it was a great start to the business. Um, and honestly, one day we had, we were talking, we we're having a conversation. He was, he had an office, it had no windows in it. Um, and he was like, I, I, I'm so tired of this view. We need to get something going. And I was like, yes, I need, you know, I can't be focused in three different directions. I need to be focused in one direction. And we're like, what are we going to do about it? And right then and then we got an acceptance letter through email from 500 startups and we were like that that was the answer we're we're quitting we're doing this full time this is it so that was how we got to start with pro sky acquiring your first few clients you already had you had a couple clients in that first year so you'd already gotten over that hump but to then truly scale and get a lot more what are some tactics that you found worked that you can share um that someone else could learn from as well a lot of grind <laughs> uh, went into it and um, you know, it's not easy to find emails and contacts to, um, to be able to, to get to. Um, and I think we were very thick skinned, especially at the beginning stage. Like we were reaching out to everyone we knew mentors, investors, and like, you know, we see you have a connection to this companies or we're trying to get into these companies. Do you have a connection? Um, And, you know, there was a lot of rejection along the way, but it didn't really spur us. And at the same time, we found a lot of great connections through the people we knew and we started that route. So a lot of it was word of mouth. A lot of it was that warm referral to begin with, especially when you're a startup. The other part that really worked for us was 
the people that the clients, potential clients that we spoke to, we would tell them that, hey, look, we're founders of a company. We know we're a young company, but we have a great product. And one client actually told us, and this was actually at that time a much larger client, and she said, I, I like having that firsthand um, connection to the founders because I know if I have something wrong, you guys are going to fix it immediately, which was so true. And she, and, you know, and I really appreciated that because it's not a lot of companies that would give a startup that time of day or to try their product out. But it is true that if you give a startup that chance, they're going to do everything that power to make it work for you. Um, and, you know, and definitely recommendation advice to startups is don't be afraid to use that startup um, power that you have in you. And even though you might get rejections from companies who think that you're not mature enough, you will also get some really great clients who believe in you and who will be amazing supporters and advocates for you. So where you are now today, your team, how's it grown? How many team members do you have right now? Yeah, we have close to 20 team members. Um, they're all distributed. So we have um, employees in um, Argentina, Spain, Taiwan, US, different parts of the U.S., um, which has definitely helped with this pandemic. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter where they are. And, you can all still keep working and stay connected. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there any other uh, numbers that you can share of like how many people are using your platform and your dashboard and um, how that growth is, has, has grown? Sure. We have about 200 um, clients right now. Um, and we are right on the process. We, we have quite a bit of enterprise companies um, who are clients, but then we're also working on building larger partnerships with these enterprise companies um, to push forward networks, um, that industry education piece that we're talking about to really, you know, build and make our platform stronger. So, um, so yeah, working with enterprise companies have been very insightful. It's not easy to work with them. Um, but finding ways to bring them in further into your product through different kinds of partnerships is extremely helpful. And it kind of gives them that extra incentive and buy-in um, to be loyal to, to your product. Um, and so, so, yeah, that's what we're working on right now. Now, looking forward, what kind of challenges do you see you're going to need to overcome to continue to grow, especially maybe considering covid and the situation but overall what what challenges do you see you're going you're going to need to overcome sure um as we enter into that fast growth pace we're going to need to hire more people um and even though we're an hr software company there's always challenges when you add members to your team especially in a fast-paced environment so making sure that we're doing that thoughtfully um, and in accordance to what we believe in, it's going to be important and challenging at once because you're trying to do things in a much faster pace than a normal company would typically do, which means you would have less time in vetting, in evaluation, in training. Um, and so being able to um, keep a balance um, process with that, I believe it's going to be our challenge, but a challenge that we're hoping will eventually, you know, make our platform so much more stronger. As you've grown as a leader, are there any top books or um, audiobooks or even podcasts that you've listened to or read that you really have enjoyed and recommend? So recently, I actually read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming, 
um, not your typical business book per se, but it's a great book in talking about tenacity, um, in talking about going after what you want, um, in building relationships, in um, you know growing and becoming into that leader that you want to be. And to me, that was extremely insightful. Um, you know, especially as a leader in a startup company where things are constantly changing, things are constantly moving. Um, and then you're trying to keep up with what's going on in the world, you know, the topics and the issues that the world's dealing with because you are dealing with that, your employees are dealing with that. Um, so that was a, actually a, a insightful and yet calming read in, especially during this time. Um, and yeah, I would definitely recommend a lot of especially female entrepreneurs to dig into that book. Last question I have for you. What kind of tech innovations do you predict we will see in the near term, the next year or so, and in the long term, five, 10 years from now? We're going to see a lot of automation. Um, I think during this pandemic, it's shown companies that um, we need a lot of processes to help us do our jobs more effectively and more efficiently. And so we're going to see a lot of technologies come out from across industries and in different platforms that will help automate a lot of these processes. Um, and I, and while, you know, some people might think like, well, that takes jobs away. I think it actually elevates jobs um, and redefines job positions. Um, and so I think companies have to be very careful about that. Um, they need to use technologies to enhance their workforce and not decimate their workforce. But that's gonna be an interesting challenge that we're gonna see in the next couple of years. That concludes the audio version of this episode. To see the original and more, visit our Uptech Report YouTube channel. If you know a tech company we should interview, you can nominate them at uptechreport.com. Or if you just prefer to listen, make sure you subscribe to this series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. <laughs>